Hi, it's Steve Owens on the School of Hollywood podcast, and we're going to share success stories of artists in the entertainment business. I have 30 years of experience in Hollywood from movies, music, and TV, and today we have Azura Sky, who has won several Best Actress Awards, and here to talk about her new psychological thriller, The Swerve. Also, something special for you Star Wars fans. Hi, this is Steve Owens with um, School of Hollywood, and I have today Azura Sky. How are you today? I'm very well, thanks, Steve. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, are you here in Los Angeles now, or where are you at? I am in Los Angeles. Are you? Yes, I am, and so you're stuck in the pandemic area of the 24-hour lockdown, practically. You know, and, and watching your film, it kind of reminded me a little bit of it, how people are going through a mental state in isolation uh, here in Los Angeles right now. Your movie is called Swerve, and it's uh, it's a very intense movie. I I didn't know where the plot thick was going on this, because you got the rat. I'm thinking, okay, it has to do with the rat. And, and then it has to do with a car accident and, and your mental breakdown. Tell us about uh, how you got cast. I know Adrian Stern was the casting director who's done a couple hundred movies. What was your audition like for this one? Um, well, there was some interest in me from the filmmakers at the beginning they reached out to me uh not with an offer by any means but they sent me the script to to just see if i might be interested and i read it right away and responded almost immediately i think within a day or two saying that i I would love to do this and you know what what needs to happen for for me to be part of it and we scheduled a uh a skype call you know back in the days of skype Yep. <laughs> or Zoom. I mean, I guess Zoom's been around for a while. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was sort of the industry standard back then, Skype. And we had a, a nice chat and a great call. And then I didn't hear anything from them for a while. About a month went by. And um, so then I volunteered to make an audition. I asked if they would like me to put a couple of scenes on tape. And they said, uh, if you'd like to. <laughs> so I, I took it upon myself to do that, hoping that it would push it over for me and ultimately it did well that's awesome you made this character really a messed up lady i mean she it's a mess i'll take that as a compliment it was uh uh you know and you had a son that used the f word over and over and over again and um actually a question on that how would you handle a son who did that to you over and over and over in a conversation? Well, no son of mine would ever do that, I can guarantee you. But <laughs> I'm sure it must be tough. I mean, you have great parents who's, who have really tough kids, right? Uh, personally, I don't, I don't think that that can be tolerated. Yeah. I, but <laughs> if you don't respect your parents, I don't, I don't think you've got much of a shot. So your character of Holly really went into a dark space. Um, how did you emotionally prepare for it? I found that it was a very difficult film to prepare for. Um, kind of impossible, really. It was um, very much uh, an on-the-day, in-the-moment kind of thing. Um, and it was the, the process for me was really getting in a headspace where I was able to access that, that greater pain and grief that's luckily so far beyond anything that I personally have experienced. Um, obviously, we all have, you know, grief and trauma in our lives, but I, I didn't have anything to draw on, you know, that, that compared to what Holly was going through. So it was really just kind of opening myself up to something larger than myself and almost like channeling this, this 
pain. I did use music quite a bit. Um, I had a, a Holly playlist that I, I had close all the time. And uh, music something that I use a lot for emotional work, but I used on this film uh, particularly. I find that music, more than anything else, uh, can get me in a particular mindset almost immediately. You know, within a few bars, it can transport you. Well, now we got to know what's on the playlist. <laughs> what's on the playlist? Uh, let's see. It started with um, a Frank Zappa song called Sofa, which is an instrumental track. And oddly, it's all in a major key, but I just find it to be devastating. So that one always makes me cry. Um, John, John Lennon's Imagine was on there. Uh, Mad World by Gary Jules. Some Pink Floyd. Um but yeah, I use that a lot because like I said, within just a few seconds, it can really take me to another place, which I found to be really helpful. You mentioned uh, things in the A key. Uh, did you study music theory in your background? I did. I did do a bit of music theory back in the day. Great. I never enjoyed it. That was not a part of music I liked, but yes, I did do it. Okay, so when you, you got into this character and on the actual set, and by the end of the day... How did you break out of that and fall back into you? Luckily, I'm someone who uh, has never taken my characters home with me. That's just never been the way I work. That's not by choice. Mm -hmm. That's just what happens for me, uh, which I've always been grateful for, and especially <laughs> with, with this role because she, she was a, a very heavy one, and that would have been, been a tough one to live with. So I'm very grateful just that naturally the way I work, as soon as they say cut, I come right back to being myself. I feel like in order to become a character, I, I have to start with myself. Um, so that's, that's how I do it. With the pandemic that we have now, how would you, if you were recast for this, would you change the character with everything that you've gone through the last six months? Um. I don't know that I would have that I would have changed the film in any way, um, nor that I don't I don't know that it's my really my place to do so. But I do find it very interesting that the film came out this year. We shot it quite a while ago, um, more than three years ago now, and the fact that it's just coming out this year I find to be very interesting. And I wonder if it's perhaps resonating a bit more because of what we've all been going through. The reviews on your performance has been absolutely awesome. What did you learn about motherhood and from playing the role? That it's something I definitely don't want to do. But I myself am not a mother. So that, you know, that was a, a stretch and a challenge and, and was really something that was interesting for me. But um, be, be nice to your mothers. I think, you know, if that, that mother-child relationship is so important. And I think that's part of the reason there are so many problems in the world today is you have a lot of, a lot of broken little kids who grow up to be broken people and uh, makes for a lot of problems. You had some uh, good success there immediately after the film on some TV, Charm, Riverdale, and Stumptown. Uh, any one of those characters that really stood out for you? Well, the Charmed one was fun because um, I got to, it was kind of like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of character. I played um, a white lighter. Um, I think that's the right term for it. I apologize if I'm... Light worker? Maybe. You probably yeah. know better than yeah, I yeah. do. Oh, <laughs> um, anyway, but there was a good one and a bad one. So uh, getting to play, you know, both ends of the spectrum like that was certainly fun. 
Oh, cool. So how have you handled the new casting policies of uh, self-tapes? Are you used to it or do you prefer the going in the casting office? I love it. I am happy to never go into another audition again. <laughs> I actually think it's a much better way to work um, for everyone, for actors, for casting directors. Uh, I, I just think it makes a lot more sense. So I think even when this pandemic is over, uh, it'll, I think that we'll probably keep doing things this way. You know, it's interesting as a society when you go through something like this, I don't think you can just go back to the way you were before. Obviously, through something like this, you grow and you evolve and you learn how to do things better and better ways of doing things can come out of these situations. Well, one of the most exciting things about your career to me is the voice on Star Wars. <laughs> Thanks. So how many yeah. different characters did you do? Because I, I saw your list on IMDb was like quite long. Uh, I'm not sure, actually. Um, there was one main character I did. Her name was Ashara Zavros. Um, and she was a Jedi Padawan. Doesn't get much cooler than that. And uh, then I know I, I played sort of um, a handful of other peripheral characters. I don't, I don't know how many. Swerve, that's available on, on demand? Yeah, on demand, uh, Amazon, iTunes, all the normal places that you get your movies from. And where can people find you on social media? Oh, I'm, I'm on Instagram. I'm newly on Instagram, Azure Sky Official. All right. Fantastic. I, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, chat with us today. My pleasure, Steve. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you for listening to the School of Hollywood. Please follow us on Instagram at School of Hollywood and subscribe so you can hear our next episode. I'm Steve Owens. Until next time, continue to follow your dreams and look to the stars for your success.